God, if you know he's in control, I dare you to speak to your mountain right now. I dare you to speak to the storm clouds. I dare you to lift your voice and speak to the pressure and speak to the opposition and let hell know that God is in control. Somebody shout, he's in control. Yes. Come on. If you know God's in control, you ought to praise him in the middle of your circumstance. You ought to lift your voice in the middle of your struggle and declare, my God is in control. And my son said, I'm him. And they were puzzled. They said, you were in that vehicle? And all I got to tell you is it doesn't matter what happens. God is in control. I came to declare to somebody, I don't care what's going on in your life. You better look the enemy in the eye and let him know. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Why? Because God is in control. Yes! this morning how many of you know God isn't finished yet 
One more time, lift up your voice and give God a great praise as the man of God comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us tonight. Come on, Brother Carson, preach the word. Come on, let's praise Woo! Somebody say he's in control. Now you ought to take it just a few minutes and you ought to praise him like you really believe he's in control of it right now. Oh, hallelujah. I believe you, God. I believe. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My, my, my. Somebody say he's in control. Now, how many of you know it don't always feel like it? But say it's a spiritual thing. You don't go by how you feel. You go by what you know. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I told the musicians they can stay close by because I'm not going to be very long. But I, I want to just say before I go to the word of the Lord, what an honor it is to be here. And, and uh, thank you so much, Rock Church. You guys do everything first class. And I appreciate that very, very much. You have a great spirit of excellence on you. And uh, these musicians and singers and choir just second to none absolutely wonderful anointed vessels of God and thank you so much and and uh, thank you to the hospitality teams here and I got to the room today or last late last night and beautiful basket there and full of all kind of goodies and uh, sister Carson's not here so I can eat what I want praise God She's probably watching, and I know Ashley's watching right now. So everybody just holler, hello, Ashley. Because I know she's tuning in, and I love and appreciate them. I'll, be, I'll try to be good, honey. I'll be back tomorrow, and we can straighten it all out. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible, go with me to Job chapter 1. Thank you, Bishop Williams, First Lady, for your excellent leadership. We love and appreciate you very, very much to... Uh, Brother Isaac and Brother Judah, I love and appreciate them. Thank God for their spirit and uh, for all that they are doing. And uh, we love and appreciate them very, very much. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for his goodness. Can you say amen? You know, it's just a joy to be able to serve the Lord. It's a joy. It's not a drudgery. It's not hard. It's an absolute joy to serve God. And um, I'm just thankful to be a part of his kingdom. Job chapter 1, I want to begin reading in verse number 13. Now, if you know anything about the Bible, you already know that this is not a good story to shout to. But stay with me just for a second. Beginning of verse 13, and there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. The Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. 
While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is falling from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and only I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another. You ever had a, a day like that? It's kind of one thing after another, after another, after another. And he said, the Chaldeans made out three bands that fell upon the camels and have carried them away. And they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another. And the son said, thy sons and daughters were eating and drinking in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness, smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And Job arose and rent his mantle, shaved his head, found out upon the ground and worshipped. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all of this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. You would think that that in itself would be enough for one man to have to endure. But chapter 2 starts out, again, there was a day. And the Bible says the devil came again. And this time, it is more personal. And you know the story. Now Job is afflicted physically in his body. Boils break out from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. But tell your neighbor, that's not all there is to the story. And I simply want to preach to you after this. After this. Somebody say, after this. Hey, whenever he got the bad news, the Bible said he worshiped. Somebody ought to just say, after this, I'm still going to worship. After this, I'm still going to praise him. After this, I'm still going to shout for joy. After this. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God bless you. you may be seated. The Bible is not absolutely clear how long the trial of Job lasted. Scholars have debated it for a long time, but we know from study that it had to have been at least a week or more because his friends sat and stared at him for a week. I mean, that's great friends to have when you're going through such great turmoil and now all they can do is sit and stare at you and try to analyze why you are going through this trial of a century. We know that there had to have been space and time between the servants getting from where those places were at to uh, back to Job's house to tell him the news. And it was like the floodgates of trouble had been opened and one trial after another trial and one bad news report after another bad news report is coming at him. And I preached to you this morning about the messenger of Satan in buffeting and it was a one blow after another blow after another blow. This is where Job is at. 
He can barely catch himself from stumbling back at the news of hearing he's just lost all of his crops. Uh, until now, he's lost all of his animals. Uh, and now he's lost his sons and daughters. Uh, and all this is happening time and time and time again. It is a rough, dark season. I don't know if any of us here maybe have faced exactly what Job had faced. Maybe not to this extreme, but we've all suffered loss and we've all had pain and we've all had troublesome seasons in our lives where it seemed like the rain would never stop uh, and the sun would never shine again. Uh, but I've just come to preach to you. That's not the end of the story. Uh, I know it's a long trial uh, and I know it's hard to read about all that he went through uh, and it's hard to read about all the critics that were talking about him. Uh, but can I tell you that's not the end of the story. Uh, but if you'll go all the way to the end of the book, uh, if you'll get to Job chapter 42 uh, the Bible simply says uh, in the last two verses uh, verse 16 uh, after this uh, after what uh, after Job had suffered uh, after Job had cried uh, after Job had buried his dead uh, after Job had lost everything uh, after this uh, after this marriage uh, after this abortion uh, after this trial uh, after these oh come on son Somebody, uh, after my tears, uh, after this. I don't know what your this is. After the loss of a child. After the loss of a dream. After the loss of a dear loved one. After the lost opportunity. After this. The Bible says that Job lived a hundred and forty years. After the pain, after the trouble, after the disappointment, after the disagreements, after a wife that didn't understand, after a lot of questions, God, where are you at? Uh, I thought you loved me. Uh, God, I thought you cared about me. Uh, I've been a faithful servant. Uh, but the Bible said, uh, because Job uh, just kept on living, uh, and Job just kept on worshiping, uh, and Job just kept on being faithful, uh, the Bible says, uh, after this, uh, I've come to preach to Fort Myers. Uh, I don't know who you are. But there is about to be an after this moment in your life. And you got a lot more living to do. I said you got a lot more living. After the overdose. After the car wreck. After the marriage crumbled. After this, didn't think I could cry anymore. Didn't think life would work out like this. Just keep on living. 
just keep on loving. After they walked out. After they disappointed you. After they misunderstood you. After they lie on you. After they cheat on you. After this. Just keep living. You got a lot more living to do. The Bible said after all of this, he lived 140 years. If you go back a few verses before that, uh, the Bible, we always talk about double for your trouble. Go back and read it. Uh, he got exactly double the camels, uh, double the donkeys, uh, double the oxen, uh, double... Double the children. Uh, I'm just, uh, if you're waiting for me to get to my punchline, uh, I'm already there. Uh, you need to understand uh, that it doesn't matter what comes your way. Uh, it doesn't matter how much the devil throws in your direction. Uh, it doesn't matter how much junk uh, he piles on you. Uh, God is in control. Uh, and God is saying uh, there will be an after this. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm still breathing. 140 years. He saw his sons up to four generations. After this. After the trouble. After the storm. You got to understand that God has never been bothered by the stuff the enemy throws at you. And it does feel like he's got the upper hand at times. But God is in control. God is in control. God is in control. God is in control. So you, you, you either got to grasp that, believe that, become convinced of that, or it's just another Sunday night song. Oh, they sang that last week. Oh, they sang that song last month. I didn't like it then. I don't like it. Hey, you need to understand when we're singing about that, it's because we understand it. Uh, we believe it. Uh, we know it. Uh, it's not always a sunny day. Uh, it's not always dancing and shouting. Uh, hey, there's also some tears. Uh, but if I know he's in control, uh, everything's going to be all right. Uh, no matter what comes my way, uh, no no matter what he allows, uh, no matter what doors are shut, uh, there will be an after this. Woo! Somebody say 400 years. 400 years God prophesies it and says, hey, Abram, your people's going to go through a bad spot for 400 years. They're going to be taken captive. They're going to go into bondage. They're going to be slaves in a foreign land. But the prophecy doesn't stop there. Now, none of us want that prophecy. But tell your neighbor, say, just stick around. Let God finish what he's saying. The Bible says. 
He went on to say afterward, they will come out. And they will come out with great substance. In other words, after 400 years of being beat on and 400 years of being torn down and 400 years of being pushed around, God said, when I get ready, I'll speak the word and I will send a man and they will come out. And it won't take me 400 years. It ain't going to take me uh, but one night uh, to get them out uh, because I said there will be an afterward. They will come out with great substance. And you know you're in a deliverance mode when the enemy is paying you to leave. The Bible says the wealth of the wicked have been laid up for the just. Somewhere there will have to be a transfer. But pastor said it this morning, all of those possessions and blessings will come with the test. Because it was these same blessings of gold and silver and precious things that when they got into a bad place, they took and broke them down and made idols out of them. Because your blessing can become your idol. You got to be able to te pass that test. Can God trust you with the blessings? Because God says, I'll get you out. I won't only deliver you from drugs. Uh, I won't only deliver you from all the junk of the world uh, and deliver your mind uh, and deliver your family, uh, but I will repay you. You'll get back all the stuff that was taken from you. I will reward you and I will bless you. Ask your neighbor, say, can you stand the blessing? Don't allow your blessing to become your downfall. It's easy. Just keep doing what you've been doing. And if you're not on board with it, start doing it. Just start doing it. Just try. Hey, it's one of the only places in the word of God where God says, you prove me. We're always trying to prove to people what the Word of God says about this and about that. But this is one place where God says, now you prove me. You put me on trial. You put me on the stand and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You ain't got room enough to receive. You go ahead and prove me and see if I won't push the devourer out of you. See, the reason why some of you are not getting the blessing uh, is you've got a devourer in your life uh, because you are robbing from God. Uh, and if you rob from God, uh, God said, I will rob from you. Because God is going to get what's his. And he don't, have, he don't care if he has to go through the Maytag man to get it. He don't care if you have a flat and it goes through Brother Lil's tire place. He going to get his. But you know what he knows? He knows Brother Lil's going to give it back. And God will make sure it come, he'll put holes in your pocket because you are robbing from God. And God said, I won't tolerate that. That tenth belongs to me. So it's a lot easier just to give it. I had a man challenge me years ago, young in the ministry. He challenged me 
I was always a tither. I believed in tithing. I was a preacher's kid. My daddy was a pastor. My Lord, we didn't get tithing. We didn't eat. It's just biblical. Study your Bible. It's, it's biblical. That's how the priest lives. And um, so I, this man challenged us because he, didn't, he and his wife helped in the finance of the church, what have you. And they said, we noticed you give tithing, but you don't give financially offerings. And he challenged, it made me mad. I'm like, what is that your business? Stay out of my stuff, nosy. And so my wife and I, we, we prayed about it. But this man was very successful business-wise. When I say successful, multi-million successful. So he knew a little bit about giving. And he was faithful at giving. So my wife and I, we prayed and we started praying about a specific amount that we would give on top of our tithing. And we started doing it faithfully, no matter what. Didn't matter if, if it was tight this month. It didn't matter if it was, it was slim pickings. No. We just ate, we'd, we'd, eat, we'd buy Jiffy cornbread and we'd eat beans. But we was going to pay that amount. Some of y'all don't know what Jiffy cornbread is, but back then you could buy it for 19 cents a box. Yeah. And it, we, we'd get hamburger helper and fix it every kind of way. Come on, somebody. You'd be surprised how many ways you can eat ramen noodles. You can barbecue them. You can saute them. You, hey, you, you can eat them dry. It's like, what is that? You got to understand. When you make a commitment to God and you stick with it through thick and thin, God notices. Let me tell you something about God. God keeps good books. And he's watching. That's why Satan is an accuser of the brethren. He comes before the Lord. Hey, what about her? Look, look what she's, look, look, look. But God is on the other side and saying, yeah, yeah, look, look how faithful she is. She's only faithful because you did this and that. Lift all that off and they won't praise you. God says, oh, you don't know him like I know him. See, we sing that song, you don't know like I know what God has done for me. God sings that about us. You don't know like I know what they've done for me. Because you bring God great joy. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. All you've got to do is create the place for God to give the kingdom to you. And when you open up your heart and your life to God, to trusting him and saying, God, I trust you with my money. I trust you with my family. I trust you with my kids. Uh, I trust you with my marriage. Uh, hey, it doesn't matter. The enemy is going to send all kind of stuff to try to buffet you. But you've got to say, after this, uh, the windows are going to open. I didn't say window. I said the windows of heaven. Uh, there will be multiple streams 
dreams uh, of victory that comes into your life. And God wants to do that for us, but you've got to endure the tough times. So God sent them 400 years, but afterward they came out. In Daniel, the eighth chapter, verse 27, Daniel said, I fainted. I was sick certain days. Afterward, I rose up. I was in trouble. I was weakened. I was sick, and it lasted several days. But there always comes an afterward. For the people of God, God never is intended for you to stay in the darkness uh, and to stay in the trial and stay in the mully grubs. Uh, no, there will be an afterward. Uh, and afterward, I will. Hey, you need to look at your adversary and say, I might be down right now, but I'm coming up. Uh, I shall arise. Uh, don't be throwing no party, adversary. Uh, I may be down, uh, but don't you rejoice against me. Uh, for when I fall, I shall arise. Uh, there ought to be some people in this house right now that jumps up to your feet uh, and say, I may be in a storm, uh, but I'm coming out of it. Uh, I'm fixing to see the victory again. Uh, God is about to restore everything. Come on, clap your hands. Clap your hands. Come on, I want you to stand all over this house right now. If you believe that God is about to give you an afterward moment, I want you to come out of your seat in faith right now. Right now. Come happy, come rejoicing. I wish I could tell you that you're never going to have any of those Job moments in your life. But it, if you never had Job moments, you would never really understand and appreciate afterward. See, the reason why, this is for the new folks, and it's for some of the older folks that's forgot. But the reason why we act the way we act is because we remember where we came from. And we're living in the afterward. We came here with a broken marriage. But now we're standing here with our wife and kids with us and we're happy and God's blessing us. We've got a new job. We've got a better life. And so praise and worship comes natural as an expression of, I remember how dark it was. See, some of you, when you, before you came to God, you was just right on the verge of the point of no return. Some of us had already tried taking our lives. Some of us was drinking ourselves to death. Some of us were shooting up as much as we could because we had no hope. We had no life. We had no reason to try. God reached down and pulled us out of the fire. 
and said, that is not the end of your story. Hey, that prodigal son that was in that hog pen, that was only part of the story. There was a day when he woke up and he said, I'm going back to dad's house. And when I get there, I don't care if I'm just a servant. I'll have it better off there than I do here. But when he got there, the daddy was raiding. He put his arms around him and loved him. Put a robe on him. Put a family ring on his hand. That ring was not just a piece of jewelry. That ring was like handing a credit card. And it was giving him access to the family account again. Somebody say afterward. After I done sowed my wild oats and after I done acted like a fool and after I... After I made the mistake, can I give somebody hope today that no matter where you're at, if you'll just come back. There may be somebody listening online right now, but I just want to tell you, I want to tell you, son and daughter, if you'll just come back, there is an afterward. There's an end of the story that's going to be greater than the beginning of the story. If you'll just make your way back. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord right now. Jesus there's some of you that are having a hard time right now because where you're at right now in the moment the trial is still real it's heavy it's very dark the emotions are still raw I would like to remind you, take you to a passage in the word of the Lord. How many of you, we know what Joel chapter 2 is all about? We're Pentecostal. Joel chapter 2 prophesies the outpouring of his spirit in the last day. But before you get to that, it starts off in verse 2 that says, A day of darkness and gloominess. A day of clouds and a thick darkness. That, ladies and gentlemen, was the setting for Joel chapter 2 and verse 28 that says afterward. After what? After the darkness, after the gloominess, after the problem, after the pain, after that, I will pour out of my spirit. And I'm just here to tell you to go beyond how you feel at this moment right now. I know you may be like Job. Uh, you're sitting in the ashes. Uh, you've got the, you, hey, you're, you've been scraping the boils. Uh, you're in a lot of pain. Uh, it's a lot of agony. Uh, you've got a lot of questions. Uh, but I'm just come to tell you, there's fixing to be an afterward in your life. Uh, and if you can find the courage right now to lift your hands to the Lord uh, and begin to praise Him uh, and begin to magnify Him. 
him in spite of the pain and in spite of the difficulty in spite of the trouble in spite of the trial there is a reward to them that diligently seek after the Lord come on that's it lift up your voice right now come on lift up your voice to it Come on, God's about to reward you for being faithful. Come on, he's about to reward you for being... That's it. Let your voice be heard right now. Come on, let your voice be heard right now. Come on, he's in control of it. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Come on, he hasn't forgotten about you. Oh, he's fixing to bring reward. He's fixing to restore some things. Come on, why don't you reach over and pray for somebody close by you right now. Come on, you don't know what they may be going through. You don't know how dark it may be for them right now. Why don't you pray that God would touch them with his power? Come on, why don't you pray that God would let them feel the love reaching out to them right now. Come on, that's it, that's it. Let the body minister. Let the body minister right now. Hallelujah. 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 